1: Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's start with uh, the boys. Uh, Brian read the scores earlier from over the weekend. Who advanced? Who did not, Bells? Uh, Of the teams that did not advance, was McKinley the biggest surprise, or did you see that coming because of their inconsistency all season long?
0: I think it's a little of both, Kenny. Um, Their inconsistency showed up when they had about a 10-point lead in the second quarter, and I believe uh, Nordonia took a timeout regathered themselves, tied it up by halftime, and the Bulldogs never got closer than that the rest of the game. Uh, I think it was a 10-point win. I believe they got outscored in the second half by 10. They played really well up to that point. But then again, as you mentioned, the inconsistency. I think they had an opportunity in that game, no, and nothing against um, Nordonia because it's, you know, they're known for football or football power in, in many, many years. But this, this Nordonia basketball team is a real deal. And if they didn't see that coming, then shame on them. I think they did. They just didn't finish it. And it could have been a different game had they finished that first half strong. They didn't. And it just looked like they didn't recover second half.
1: Yeah, Nordonia beats them 55-45. How about uh – uh, unfortunately for the Maslin Tigers, they're going to want to stay away from anybody named Hoban in any of the playoffs uh, as they oh got knocked God. out by them in football. And then in basketball, 71-40. to 40, uh, Is this Hoban basketball team maybe better than their football team was wow. this past year, Bells? Boy, you've you got to wonder. I've seen them,
0: and Denny and I saw them one time at yeah. the MLK Classic out at Hoover. They're They're really a dynamic team. They've got big guys in the back. Uh, their guards out front are are just spectacular. With uh, the one kid, who is the one kid, Will Scott Jr., who lit up Maslin. He just had a game, and the other kid, Jonas Nichols, they might be one of the best tandems really in the state of Ohio. Not speaking northeast Ohio, I think they're hands down. But they're one of the better uh, matchups for anybody um, in the state of Ohio. Maslin, you know, on a given night they can be scrappy and hang in there, but. Their, their strength this whole season was penetration, setting things up off dribble, penetration in the lane and dish or finish and what have you. Um Hoban took it away. They scored 30 points in the second quarter to really take them out, and they created, I think, 20 turnovers in the game on the Tigers. You, you throw those things in a bucket and mix it up, that, that just equals running clock, which is what happened, and Tigers bow out of the tournament.
1: Sets up Glen Oak versus Hoban at Twinsburg Thursday. Dan, the other big game Thursday night, Jackson versus Green. Did you do either one of the first two meetings of those two teams?
0: Uh, Golly, I think no. I don't think we did the first two. I know the first game was a uh, 10-point win for Jackson. And that was when uh, Green was really Mm -hmm. just unsettled where they were going to be. They lost Martin off the football team, who was going to be a vital cog. And their offense and defense, and they had the experiment at the point uh, with Jared Taylor, which worked out. And then you get later in the season, and I believe we had that game on the stream. Billy okay. had that, and they they beat um, uh, Jackson by two points. So this man, is a. Spo-
1: I'm sorry. So this this sets up a neutral site matchup on uh, Thursday yeah. night in a lion. Is this at Mount Union?
0: No, it's at the Lion okay. which is a great place to watch a game. Okay. At Harry Fails Gymnasium over there, it's going to be it's going to be electric. It's going to be fantastic. And you know, both teams, JT, did what you want them to do after the holiday break is finish with consistency and finish strong. I think Jackson, uh, from January through uh, last week, was thirteen and three, and Green is twelve and three. Hmm. So it just doesn't get much better than that. If you're going to the regional semis, and somebody's going to the regional final, which will be back at Alliance on Saturday afternoon. So we're going to have somebody advance.
1: Yeah, so here's what we have for you this week on the radio side of things. Central Catholic against Garfield Trinity at Worcester 7 p.m. tomorrow night. That's your district semifinals uh, on WHBC Radio. Then Thursday on the radio, we've got Green versus Jackson, as Dan said, at Alliance 7 p.m. district semifinals. And then Hoban versus Glen Oak in a district semifinals at Twinsburg, 7 p.m. on WHBCSports.com. That's our streaming game. And then we'll have to wait and see who advances for the games that we do Friday and Saturday. And I want to go to tomorrow's game, and then we can come back to Green and Jackson Bells. Central Catholic versus Garfield Trinity. We talked about how that tough schedule would prepare them for uh, a tournament run. Um, Are are you expecting Central to advance past Garfield Trinity and get to the district finals? Well,
0: on paper, I think they can. And, you know, we talked last week. They have to go through an 8, a 6, and a 1 to get to that final. They've taken care of the 8. Now they're taking care of number 6. They're going to match up with them. Looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow night garfield trinity is, is i just did a little research on them, strong team um decent schedule but they don't play up like central does and i think we've seen this before with central where they have done some deep runs into the regionals just because of that they could come out of the season not impressing you with the win loss but based on their caliber of competition it takes them a little bit deeper i really feel they can pull this out tomorrow and they can advance uh, to the finals this week.
1: Uh, is Brian, Brian? Um, are we having Coach on tomorrow on the Kenny and JT show? Is it official that we're going to have Coach on? Yeah, Matt Kramer tomorrow at 3.30. Uh, all right, so off, there you yeah, go. Yeah. We'll have him on game day. So, Bells, as you're driving out, you'll be able to listen to him. We'll try and get some info for you so you can have it for the broadcast with with you and Denny. Uh, also, though, you've got uh, St. Thomas, a seven seed. They're going to have their hands full with Cuyahoga Heights, a two seed at Gilmore Academy tomorrow night. But who knows, man? St. Thomas, uh, did, did they play a tough enough schedule to prepare them for this?
0: I, I think in some aspects they did. Uh, I think uh, even in doing that, they were still trying to find that chemistry way too deep into the season. Uh, Last week was not a good measuring stick against Orville. That's not the Orville programs of the past. But they did what they had to do as well. They had to go out. If you're going to bring a team into your gym, you take them out and you move in the tournament. Against Heights, which is a pretty dynamic team. They like to rebound it. They like to run it. Uh, They can play all formats, and they are really tenacious on defense. Their guard play for for the Knights has to be really strong. It just has to be strong. And I think Kelly has to be one of those kids. Uh, Jalen Jeter is another kid that has to play really strong. And I really think they need Kimbrough to step up with an impact game in the tournament. If they can't go those three elements to be cohesive, it could be a Heights win. Because everyone's talking, I think, Heights and Smithville have the best chance to uh, go to the regional final. Well, here's St. Thomas's opportunity to upset the cart. You're seventh seed. They're the two. What better, uh, what better application in the tournament to, to go out, execute, and take them out and move forward yourself?
1: So the game's tomorrow night in Stark County, St. Thomas against Cuyahoga Heights, and then we'll have the WHBC Game of the Week Central Catholic at Garfield Trinity from Worcester at 7 p.m. with Bells and Denny Kincaid. All right, so then we move on to Thursday's district semifinals. Uh, And how about these four games? Alliance against Cheney at Boardman, Hoban versus Glen Oak at Twinsburg, Green versus Jackson at Alliance, and Louisville versus Walsh Jesuit uh, at Euclid. So let's start with the game you're going to do on radio, and that's Green and Jackson. Which way are you leaning in this one, Bells?
0: I'm right down the middle right now. I mean, I saw Green the other night, and again, good team that does what they should do. They took out Warren Harding, which was a a decent team, athletic, but not real discipline, and Green is. Uh, I never bet against Jackson when they get this deep as well. These are just two really outstanding programs, Come tournament time, we are ready to make the runs. I like the matchup uh, this time because early in the year, when Jackson took him out compared to the second game, I think one of the biggest differences was the maturity of Jarrett um, Taylor out front running the point and Nicola Bundalow, who missed the first six, seven games of the year because of disciplinary issues. Now you've got the big kids, six foot seven, to go against Wolver down low. Where? Green Struggles is Jackson's weave on the offense with the guards. With Monterubio, with Fuel Line, uh, with Finnafrock. Those are dynamic kids who can literally catch and shoot from anywhere. And Monterubio, even though he's the sophomore, is that added element that he can take you off the drive and finish at the rim probably better than most kids we've seen this year. This game, my gosh, if it's any indication of the last meeting where it was a shot at the buzzer, I think, to win it, That's what we're up against on Thursday night. I don't see either team with an overwhelming advantage against the other. I mean, guys, isn't that what you want this time of year when you get to the regional semis or the regionals? You want two teams that when you show up, you go, man, let's see what happens at the end of this game. That's what we're going to be up against on Thursday.
1: Yeah, a good weekend for the Fuel Line family, right? Jackson wins and Mount Union wins the OAC championship. So Mike Fuel Line taking uh, his Mount Union Purple Raiders into the uh, NCAA Division III playoffs. So good luck to uh, the the Fuel Line family at the high school level and at the collegiate level. Uh, How about the uh, Alliance matchup against Cheney? This is a 3-4 matchup with Alliance as the three seed. And this game, again, is on Thursday night at Boardman. Your thoughts on that one, Bells? That's
0: going to be a tough one. That really is. Even though they're the three seed, you know, there's not a a great distance between the three and four. But that is really, oh, man, it's just going to be tough. Alliance was impressive the other night, as much as their opponent was unimpressive. Let's put it that way. But they've got some great kids. And what I liked about that game, everyone talks about Diego Allen this year, and they should. He's a big body. He's a double-double kid, like 15 and 10 on the season. But uh, their opponent just basically – Collapsed on him the whole game. They were putting three kids on him in the back, so you, you wait for other kids to step up. And um, was it uh, no Davis? Davis, Tyvon Davis. My gosh, uh, the kid only averages eight a game on the year. Six foot four kid. He plays the wing. He's a good shooter. He's athletic. He blew him out for twenty plus. He hit four out of six from three, and that's the, that's the the DNA of a good team. That when your big guy is harnessed. You look to other people, and they deliver. And he really, really delivered, as well as their guard play. Uh, Hawkins played very strong. Uh, this freshman, this freshman guard, J.R. Jackson, is one of the more entertaining kids i watched all year. Averaging about 16 a game. He distributes well. He is fast as lightning. But this is a very good team they're up against. They're four for a reason. And they're going to make every possession crucial Uh, for you to come away with a win in that game. Cheney, uh, again, plays up in their schedule. They play well in conference. They play well out of conference. So there's no intimidation factor or uncertainty there. Alliance will have to be on their game for four quarters, not two and a half quarters, not three, for four quarters to pull this one out.
1: Dan Belford, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show, talking high school hoops tournament action. And then our streaming game on Thursday, WHBCsports.com, Billy baby. Calling the action from Twinsburg, Hoping at Glen Oak. We get to this one now with Coach Hairston and that young squad. Uh, tough Federal League schedule, tough overall schedule. Well, uh, this may be the toughest team they've played all season. What's it going to take for Coach Hairston and uh, the Golden Eagles to pull off the upset of number four, Hoban?
0: They're going to have to play every bit as good as they did defensively against Lake um, this past week. Uh, they will have to ratchet it up baseline to baseline for four quarters. And these are two guards that, boy, they can just take you out of the game at the blink of an eye. And you've got so much youth on Glen Oak that has matured over the season. Right. They've done a wonderful job of maturing. But you're talking about some big bodies playing up top that play the guard position with length and speed and shooting ability. This will be the biggest test they've had all year. They have got to keep it a low-scoring game. This will not be a game where they can run it and gun it with this team or I think it's a, an exit from the tournament. But what do they have to lose? You're up against Hovind? Give it your best shot, man. Just leave everything out there on the court and let us just see where it falls. You know they're going to be competitive. Rick is going to coach them up and have them ready. Do they have enough to get to the finish line? That's just a big question mark. We'll see. How, we'll see what shakes out, guys.
1: And then Louisville against Walsh Jesuit at Euclid on Thursday night, eight-seed Walsh, ten-seed Louisville. So this is a toss-up as well with two of the lower, I I guess, if you want to call them that, lower seeds, uh, you know, going head-to-head against each other for the right to play for a district final in in the next game.
0: Yeah, you know, it is, and it's unknown territory tournament-wise for Louisville in terms of D1, and they've got the talent. They can play with anybody, they really can And, of course, we were talking, you know, the matchup we'd love to see is Louisville and St. V. Well, Walsh might have something to say about that. You've got to get through them to get to St. V who takes on Brush and should eliminate them, we would think. So it's going to be whoever pulls out of this game. My one concern, um, and Tom Siegfried said this after the game against Maslin, where they got down big and they made one of those famous Louisville runs and then ran away with the game. They have the talent to do that, but his worry is, he said, come tournament time, you're eventually going to run up against a team that if they get you down big, they're not going to let you make the miracle run on them because they're experienced enough and seasoned enough that they, they can put their, their foot down, put it on your foot, not let you move, and finish out the game. That's what they have to be wary of. They have to come out strong, just play consistent, play well, stay within your game plan, and make sure your opponent doesn't get too far in the distance. They got to keep it close. If they keep it close, they have an opportunity to advance. I fully believe that.